Good evening, Crystal Children, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Tonight, we are smack dab in the middle of Andrew's Reign of the Superman triple feature with 2006's Superman Returns, directed by Brian Singer and starring Brandon Routh, Kate Bosworth, and Kevin Spacey. Andrew, tell us a little bit about why you picked this movie for your triple. Um, well, I think it is, first of all, it's sort of weird because it is technically a sequel to Superman 2, um, which we just watched. Um, so I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting because it came out and I don't, I think it did kind of okay. And it sort of has this strange reputation. Like, I feel like people don't, really remember this movie very well um yes. it feels very much like i think it's also interesting because it feels very much like it's emulating the earlier you know the earlier entries in the series it does not it 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 it, it, it sort of modernizes itself a little bit um i mean there's obviously like cgi i mean it is it is you know a blockbuster from 2006 but it still tries i think to sort of toe the line between 2006 and 1979 stylistically and tonally yeah so i don't know i thought it was interesting i thought like if we're gonna watch an old superman and a new superman then we should watch one that's f sort of feels like it's in the middle and that's what this mm -hmm. is to me okay um well uh kit what did you think uh what were some of your initial thoughts on the, the film um I guess, had you seen it before? Yes, okay. I had seen it. I saw it probably because of Andrew. Um, close to when it m came out on DVD, I guess. Um, and I really only remembered, I mean, tr I think two scenes of this movie. <laughs> I would argue they're the two best scenes of the movie. And... Um, but I walked away from it being like, I like that. And the reason I liked it, as I alluded to last week, is that it's basically, at least the parts I remembered in particular, are uh, Superman being sad. Um, and that's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I have... Um, so last week, as I generally do, I had a kind of plan for fixing that movie. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I might as well, because if the directors get to, then, you know, 20 years later or whatever, like, why not me? Um, and this week, I also have a plan for how this movie could be fixed. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I also, I just think it was really a cool idea to have us watch this after Superman 2 because 
wow, it's such a sequel to Superman 2. And not that I generally know what's going on in movies, but I really must have had no fucking clue what was going on (laughs) in the movie the first time I watched it. And this time I was like, wow, this is... So, like, the last last time I watched it, did I know that that was Marlon Brando? Was I like, why is that Marlon Brando? Oh, I also, yeah, anyway. It, I, I, it was really fun to rewatch it again and really interesting to watch it after Superman 2, as I feel no one did. And it's also really interesting right. to make <laughs> a sequel, like, 20 years after the fact to a movie that's not really very good. You know, like, right, right. Like, when they didn't have to, like, I, it's interesting that they felt that that was the approach they wanted to take was like, let's make this like pick up right where the last, you know, well, sort of last Superman well, they, movie they took do that. Off. This is like the first movie to do that thing that movies do now where they like retcon all the bad and entr- bad entries out mm-hmm. of uh, out of a series. So it's like. Like Superman three and Superman four and Supergirl don't exist in this canon now because of Superman Return. It's stupid, but yeah. Have you ever seen Supergirl? No, I've seen like clips of it. It is okay. very, very bad. It really was. I caught it on TV like one afternoon in high school and just could not stop laughing at how yeah. TV it was. Although yeah. she's a pretty lady, so it was worth. I watching like for that. I like Faye Dunaway in it. Like Faye Dunaway is kind of like looks amazing and is like she's in so insane yeah she's the badly okay. the me the villain okay i i remember very very little other than just i i remember as i was watching it because it was just on like one of our like local stations like in the afternoon on a saturday and i remember thinking like is this some sort of knockoff like foreign knockoff or something but, <laughs> uh, no faye dunaway and peter o'toole and mia farrow are in it really yes hmm. Maybe I'll have to watch that. Although I'll probably put that on the list with Superman three and four, where maybe someday. <laughs> like if you if you don't die by a certain yeah. age, yeah. then you'll. Well, I'm 137. I guess I'll finally watch <laughs> Supergirl. Yeah. All right. I like that. And hopefully the podcast will still be going and loyal listeners will be able to hear my opinion. On it. I have a, a question. Um, so. I think we all agree that. uh Kate Bosworth is a black hole of negative charisma, correct? Yeah, but do you I, hate her more than Margot Kidder? Poor Margot Kidder. Uh, yeah, I really. Oh, it's not that I. I see. That's the thing. Is like I don't hate Kate Bosworth. She's just like she's nothing. She's. I sort of. She's I a felt she's very a, little. She's a scentless gas. You know, I can't. As long <laughs> as she doesn't kill me, then she she can't actually harm me. Um. But I was watching this and I was immediately struck that uh, why the hell isn't Parker Posey Lois Lane? Yeah. It is interesting because they put Kate Bosworth in that wig that renders all of her sexual appeal also neutralized. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I mean, I would assume the argument. I mean, Parker Posey has to be at least a year older than Brandon Routh, which certainly disqualifies her from playing his love interest in a film. But I don't, I mean, I can think of a lot of actually brown haired women from 2006 who probably would have been a better Lois Lane. And I swear to God, my memory of when, when 
in 2006 when Kate Bosworth was like cast in Superman, my memory was being like, isn't her career like over? Like even in in 2006, I feel like I was like Kate Bosworth. We're still I talking about her... Kate Bosworth. Yeah, I looked at her filmography and because it's like I know who she is, so she must have been in something at some point. But I was like, I've seen almost none of these movies. And she, I can't think of anything you know. outside of this. Um, I know she's a model, right? Win Isn't a date with her? Tad Hamilton. Oh. There it is. Okay. okay, so there's that. So congrats. Well, she's been on some TV, I think, too. Has she now? It seemed like it. It seemed like she was because it was the same way with Brandon Routh, who I also thought was rather bland. Um, so, so here's the thing. Brandon Routh is, is in Hallmark movies now, and he got screwed, and it's not his fault. He get he had he got a, he got a raw deal, no doubt about it. Um, here's the thing about this movie, and I kind of feel like we're sort of getting close to this anyway, but I think its reputation is kind of just like, oh, this movie's sort of boring. Um. And I don't, and I don't think, I used to think that maybe it was the plot. Um, and the plot no, is kind happens. of, I mean, yeah, nothing happens. Yes, yeah. you're right. But For two and a half hours, very long film. Is it two and a half hours long? <coughs> yes. You know what? Holy it shit. Did not I feel did not feel like it. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I did not feel like that to me. I was, maybe because I was just so like intent on like pulling something new from it. Uh, Cause I've seen this movie like 10 times. Um, oh my God. I know. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I got it when I was like, you know, 18 or whatever. By kid, he means no. 18. Yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> it came out in 2006. Wouldn't I have been 18 in 2006? What, yeah. what year is? Yeah, yeah a okay. little baby, a child. You wouldn't know just saying, one movie from, the, from another. <laughs> no, I just, I owned it. I owned it and like mm-hmm. thir- and like 30 other yes. movies. So I Excuse watched it Excuse me. Okay, you know what? Whatever, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he owned like... <laughs> 330 other movies. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I haven't seen it 10 times. Maybe I've seen it 20. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't think this was a movie that I ever like insisted that like I loved. Uh, so I don't know why I've seen it so many times. But it hmm. it the the most of the performances are very, very boring. Um, I don't think Brandon Routh is doing a bad job. I think he's doing a good job trying to emulate Christopher Reeve under the blandest direction pop like there's just yeah um i I think think, he's great (laughs) yeah i don't think he's doing a bad job but like superman is not like there is some there's some interesting like there's some fun subtlety to the character uh but it's also just like you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of christian bale in vice it's just like this movie is such a fucking yawn and i know that christian bale is doing something yeah. good but it's like the thing that he's doing is also so boring. but i don't but I, as with vice like i don't really blame christian bale it's no. like the movie's not doing anything right with this actor right. but i think i think brandon routh could do more now is he six foot four and gorgeous yes okay <laughs> but <laughs> Do I think I I feel even with Kate Bosworth, who's like, we only know she's bad from having seen her in other movies. But like, I don't really think. Although I will say Kevin Spacey and Parker Posey managed to. Do something, but they have more to do, I think. But I I think 
I still kind of feel I sort of enjoy this movie. Like I said, it's a two and a half hour movie in which nothing happens. And I was like, this is fine. This could go another hour. I don't mind. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy him. I enjoy looking at him. I think he, even though I agree with you that the movie is so boring and like lyrical in a weird way, if I was going to say it in a nice way, he doesn't get a lot to do. But what the movie asks him to do, I think is still hard. Like again, he is very attractive, but I kept noting like, Especially, and I'm sorry to Christopher Reeve, but like, especially compared to Christopher Reeve, like when Brandon Routh would be like, I'm going to look at something and a laser is going to shoot out of my eye. I was like, this feels like a person who can shoot lasers out of their eyes. Like right. the, watching yeah. him do the stuff that he can do as Superman, watching him go all the way up in the atmosphere and just like stare at the earth. I'm like, he's giving me the like Christ like thing. Christ-like alien thing that makes a Superman who basically has no lines like work for me. I think too that that has something to do. I mean, I think it has to do with um, the uh, like people knowing what kind of effects they can do and what they can pull off. I think yes. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. And then just and I think I think too that this you know last week one of the things that I said about the movie is that it felt like. It was made by somebody who thought the source material was like toilet paper. Um, and this mm. this is coming this is made from as 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 much as Brian Singer, the human being, can love anything, I think this movie mm-hmm. is made yes. from from some place of love. Well, oh yeah. I that's what I kept thinking too. Is like this this movie for sure this director loves Superman. And he even loves Superman, too. Like, he really loves the <laughs> Superman movies, mm-hmm. which, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. H- how it kind of makes sense that this was a financial disappointment because it's like, again, I don't think people in 2006 were like, oh, hooray, a sequel to the Christopher Reeve Supermans. Right. I, they, I think it's it was not, like they didn't sell it that way. It's not like they were it's not like they were like, hey, it's the new Superman three. Yeah, because so, they couldn't. You're right. They couldn't have. I mean, I guess it's called Superman Returns, which kind of links it to sure. you know, a cheeky way. But yeah. I. I mean, the reason this movie was made, I presume, is because of Iron Man or whatever. No, um, this no. is before Iron this Man. This is X-Men and this Spider-Man. Bef- yeah, this is X-Men this is Spider-Man. Before yeah. Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah. Two years. This is 2006. I guess I, that yeah, makes Man, sense. So DC. Okay. I thought, so. so Hmm. Having watched both Superman one, possibly for the first time, because I really didn't remember it and Superman two last week, I was really surprised at how close uh, Superman Returns felt to Superman one. Like, mm-hmm. like you're saying, he clearly loved both of those movies and like they meant they definitely meant to make something in that vein. Um, uh, comparing it to like what I and I haven't seen X-Men or Spider-Man, the Toby. Wait, have you seen Sam X2? Yeah, I've seen X2, but I just okay. haven't seen him for a long uh, time. Okay. I mean, I saw him in theaters and I don't know if I ever saw him after that. But uh, this doesn't feel like that style of Marvel mo- or I guess this is DC. But you know what I mean? This doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that style of superhero movie. Yeah. Um, at all. Like it feels a lot like Superman 78. Um, it was interesting. But uh, but and I should say, too, I didn't I didn't 
like dislike Brandon Routh, and I thought he was a fine Superman, but he it was still very bland. Just the movie was very, just, um, <clears throat> I don't know what this word means, but it sounds like what I mean, lugubrious. So, I don't know what that actually means, okay. but it just felt like very like slow, and like not it was it all looked really good, but it just sort of I just yeah. I felt like look up lugubrious. he gives you, I mean, what you do get from Brian Singer, loath as I am to compliment the man, is like the shots like him pushing the rocket into space. And then there's like the reverse from behind him, like watching like that is that feels to me someone who apparently doesn't really know who Superman is based on these movies. Um, that feels very Superman-y. That feels very like, like it's so epic. It's so like Superman's not really a grounded superhero. He's not Batman. He's not Iron Man. He's he's like he's a fucking god. And so shots of him like lifting an entire island and then pushing a rocket into space and looking at Earth from space. I'm like, and they're as like godlike as possible. It's like. It's that kind of worked for me like and Brian's and that is like Brian Singer knows how to make. There were there were a lot of little things where I was like, especially having compared to last week and like little things that let you know, like, oh, there this this is like someone who knows what they're doing more than like the average person who makes a movie like Mm -hmm. like like the baseline shit that makes a movie good, like some of it was there. Like he does like establish a visual language over the course of the movie where when she's out there and at the end and she lights her cigarette or you can, you know what the character is thinking. That's like, Oh, she's thinking about him blowing it out, which is like, I guess seems like a basic thing in retrospect, but like how many movies yeah. even rise to that level of quality that like <laughs> they don't need to tell you what a character is thinking for you to know what the character is thinking. Yes. Like, so just, I think, yes, it's boring, but there is a like baseline of this is someone who knows how to make a m- movie that, you know, particularly from last week was like a real <coughs> change of pace. Yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, this is the best Superman movie we have watched for this series so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is, I mean, it's sort of this, a thing that I kind of am starting to suspect, too, is is like, do I even like Superman? <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. I love all the, like, the, I think, like, the Christ imagery and stuff is very fun and, and can be very pretty and, and, and epic. Um, but, like... So far, Superman is very boring. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little concerned. Um, one thing I wanted to say about, uh, Mike, what you said about the movie looking good. Uh, I got some issues there. There's yeah. some things, there's some <clears throat> things, there's some things that look good about it. Um, but like there's that shot at the end of Superman, which had no place being where he's just like video game Neo from the second Matrix movie. Um, the very the very end, right? Yeah, like, and the thing is, is in the next but shot, like the last it's shot. him again. I said that to Lee. I said, "Why does it look like the 
Steven Spielberg's Polar Express all of a sudden. And Lee was like, oh, I think that's really him. And I was like, no, he was like Gumby for a second. Yeah, he was. It was and horrible. Nothing looks like Steven Spielberg's Polar Express because he did not direct that movie. Um, <laughs> well, do you know he produced it? Did he? Yeah, it's a DreamWorks, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know if he produced it. Maybe he did. Um, so, yeah, the other thing is the the color grade of the movie is, like, really weird and bad. Like, uh, yeah. the way, like, skin tones tend to it seems like too they were trying to make it look like it was always shot at golden hour um so there's like the skin tones there's the 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 quality of the lighting and then there's like brown buildings and so you'd have these like shots where like uh everything's just sort of muddy and building like sort of mudding together but here's the thing that's interesting too is that um they would definitely boost the, situ- the saturation on his costume to have like that kind of, they kind of always want that to pop. However, um, I don't know if I can explain this in an easy way, but basically um, there's kind of like in, when you're color grading digitally, which is what I assumed that they did in 2006. I could be wrong though, but uh, um, I think so. Knowing nothing. I feel like, yeah, after Oh Brother We're Out There, it's like everybody started doing that. Okay. Well, digitally. just yeah. knowing that there are like layers like in the interface, it feels like the skin tone layer is like impacting all of the other layers. So like if I look at Superman's and it's it's also inconsistent, but if I look at Superman's eyes, I can tell that whatever the effect they put on his skin, they did not mask out of his eyes. So his eyes look jaundiced half the time. And then you could also, I can just see that little bit of like, like piss yellow that they use, uh, like unhealthy piss yellow that they use in the faces. I can, you can see it occasionally in like the colors of other things. Like you can see it in his cape. You can see it in his, so it's just like, it's like they missed a step um, hmm. or something, but it. I think I think this is a horrible color grade. Yeah, it, also, I guess, it does look exactly like two thousand six, though, to me. Yeah, maybe that. Which might is be weird true. to go, and we. I said this on another movie. It wasn't Lone Ranger, but I think it was. But it's it's weird to rewatch some of the movies from that decade because I really have rarely revisited, just like the average movie in those years, but. Uh, Yes, there's something. It's not even nostalgia, but it's just like right. You're I was past, in. You're past nostalgia at that point. You're right, right though. That is interesting because it's like we will watch any number of bad movies that we watched as a kid because it's like they were sort of seared into our minds. But right. like, but like from the years of like 2000 to 2010, it's like who gives a shit, right? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and it's and unless it's I something guess... like great that you you know. Right. Yeah. Like Zodiac or their blood or something. Exactly. But like, um, I wonder if kids, so I was born in 86. So to me, I would have been, you know, 20 when this came out. And then, so yeah, I wonder if somebody born in like 96, like would look back on this the same way I look back at like, uh, like mission impossible or independence day or, you know, whatever. I don't think I don't this think so. one. No. Yeah. Well, one. I mean, the story is different, but I just mean that like, I would forgive a movie. Like I, I mean, I go back and watch 90s movies all the time and I'm constantly like, just not even paying attention to, you know, the color or the look or whatever, because it just has the sort of attitude and style of what I view as movie. Anyways, that's not that, uh, that's not that interesting, but what I, 
I was going to say is I, I agree that like there are parts of the movie, especially like the visual effects that don't look very good. Like they've aged poorly at least, or maybe they didn't even look that good in, at the time. Um, I think they were too I thought, ambitious. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, it has kind of, oops, it has kind of an expensive look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the mm-hmm. sets and like, I liked that. I thought, and they were obviously doing some digital work on the coloring and like the, you know, it's still, it must've been filmed because it's still lit like a film. It as is. Opposed to digital. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it just, it had, I guess maybe the beginnings of that sort of like, I don't know, that digital look that we got used to last decade where, uh, I don't know. And then there was also, we had the phase where everything was like orange and blue, but I think mm-hmm. this was before that. But, this looks uh, to me. This looked like a um, oddly enough, like a Snyder movie. The color grade made it look like a Zack Snyder movie to me. Especially at the I end, think you're, when I they think go you're, all that's, gray. That's crazy. I think uh, if you cut the saturation by seventy five percent, it would look like a Zack Snyder movie. To me, yeah. it's to, just like brown, brown, brown and blue is Zack Snyder. Like it looked like Sucker Punch or. Um, I don't know what my other example is, but that's at, or 300, <laughs> 300 or something or everything looks kind of weirdly metallic and Snyder. Go, and... He, he goes further with this, uh, than, than this movie did. But I, to me, this looked like a Fox production from like mid O's, like, you know, it was a Warner brothers, but it, I mean, maybe because it's singer who had done like X-Men and stuff, but like this had the look of like, uh, you know, X-Men and, I don't know. It's when no, did, what year did I, Aviator come out? Uh, 2004? Yeah, three or four. Okay. It almost had in moments, and I think kind of because of the slightly older style of like Metropolis yeah, and stuff. I agree. It, it, yeah, in moments it kind of looked or like Or Sky Aviator. Captain or something. Like it's trying sure. to yeah. look yes. Okay, there you go. That's, 40s. Yes, much closer. I want to watch that again, Sky Captain. I haven't seen that in a while. I've never seen it. Wait, maybe I did watch it and I was so bored I don't remember. I don't know. I saw it free preview screening for sky captain and i have not seen it since. oh cool <laughs> it is um, cool i mean it's okay I thought you being sarcastic. no that's like, cool oh, yeah um this is i really didn't have I, I watched this and other than there were moments of dialogue that i wish i had written down because they were kind of like just absurd or silly mm-hmm. like i wrote them all I, down don't worry yeah okay yeah, yeah and a, not even in like notes me too okay not even in a, a campy way i'm just but trying to find since which... we're since we're sort of talking like of that era before we get into more specific notes on the movie, I wrote down uh, that 2006 is sort of just like a black hole to me. <laughs> and so I was in college. Uh, so I wrote uh, it's weird because I was fairly t- tuned into movies at the time, but I guess I was just busy with other stuff in 2006 because I barely remember this movie coming out. I don't remember marketing and like, I've always been into movies. So like I would have known what was going on, I would think, but this opening weekend for uh, like late June, 2006, it was this, The Devil Wears Prada, Click, Cars, Nacho Libre, The Lake House, Tokyo Drift, Waist Deep, The Breakup, and The Da Vinci Code. And then wow. the next week, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 came out. And I was just like, man, those are all just forgotten. I mean, not not every one of them. For, largely, that, like, what a waste of a summer movie season. God. That's just Lake House feels nothing. like it came out 10 years before this movie to me. Yeah. It's so, wow, that's weird. Yeah, I think it was just kind of a weird summer or maybe a weird year in in the industry, or either that or it was just fully maybe the, my honestly age. maybe the studios were like, well, they're putting out a Superman movie, yeah, so let's release be. Devil Clear Wears Prada instead yeah. of trying to like I don't know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree though. I don't like I remember I remember watching the trailer because uh it was like it was an HD trailer in 2006 on the internet. So we had to like wait an hour for it or something to load. And it's a very yeah. cool trailer. Like I remember it's it's a lot of that um a lot of that scene where he's flashing back to when he was a kid learning how to run and fly and stuff, which was mm. cool. Oh, you hate that. No, the look of the effects. Oh, okay. Well, it was I, I, awful. Sure. But I like uh, the scene. Yeah. I like yeah. that kind of scene. But anyway, that was very cool to watch. Uh, we watched it in Cody's basement. Um, but, um, and then the next thing I remember, it's as if seven months of my life disappeared because uh, I feel like the next thing I did after that was go see the movie. Um, mm. There there was something I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about... Um, Lex Luthor. I think I like him better in this movie than I did in Superman. Like I think I think Kevin Spacey's a better Lex. Maybe he's not a better Lex Luthor. Maybe the idea behind the character is a little more interesting. Like he's uh he's he's sort of I feel like in Superman 2, he's kind of a chicken shit. Um and I feel like in this Superman, he's more like they kind of they do stuff with the fact that he's been in prison, you know, like it does seem. Yeah, I, there's sort of like this layer of him where he's sort of performing for his his cronies who are actually like murderers. And then like he's got uh, he's got a prison shiv made of kryptonite. Um, anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting and I felt like you sort of see that reflected in the fact that Kitty doesn't seem to actually know him as the movie progresses mm-hmm. um she seems like more and more like surprised and sort of like oh lex Luthor's actually gonna do something that kills billions of people um anyway i thought that was cool the kind of oh, a good way to raise the stakes unfortunately there's never there's this we there's this weird thing that this movie does where uh superman and lex Luthor only meet for like 30 seconds um oh yeah it was very weird and there's never any sort of like so i guess they must have planned to make nine more sequels or something well yeah here's i think i agree with you i think i think they are trying to do more to give lex luther more of I, okay I, I i i'll get to my solution for the movie the problem i think with lex's plot line in this is that even much like superman 2 i guess it's like a tradition for superman films at this point his plot does not mesh with with the with the main plot of the movie like he his whole thing of like i'm gonna make land over here doesn't connect (laughs) doesn't connect enough with the themes of like what superman's struggling with and with and those aren't very strongly established either so like basically what no because the lex luther's dad was an evil real estate agent and so it kind of makes sense that he would want to become an evil real estate agent (laughs) but but there's something there are things to connect there like like i think part of what the movie is maybe trying to do is say like is kind of say, Superman, you disappeared for five or six years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, five years. And because of that, 
Lex Luthor escaped from prison, or not escaped. Lex, Lex Luthor got out of prison. Like all this stuff has happened, and it's actually Superman's fault that like Lex is now has this new like world-ending plot. But it doesn't feel connected to what's going on with Superman and Lois and the kid and and all of that stuff. And so it's just like, just like Superman 2, it's like we're just occasionally cutting back to a different movie where up until, I mean, and I'm, I, one of the scenes that I remembered from this movie was when they do finally meet each, you know, Superman and Lex meet again. And I will say it doesn't feel like old adversaries. Like that's one issue I think with making this a sequel to Superman two is when they meet, I'm not like, Oh, these old enemies. meet. It feels like them meeting for the first time to me, <laughs> like at least on Brandon Routh's part, I don't go like, I, like I don't think of that as like, Oh, he's finally meeting up with his like arch nemesis. I'm like, okay, now he's going to meet Lex Luthor for the first time. But I think this movie is about one thing and it's a pretty strong idea for a Superman movie, but it necessitates no Lex Luthor at all. <laughs> and it really necessitates no Clark Kent at all. Clark Kent last week, I said the solution to the movie was that Clark Kent needed to be in it way, way more this, this week the solution to the movie is Clark Kent should not be in this film at all. There's absolutely no reason for Clark Kent to be in this movie. Why is he in it? Are you at, are you, is that a yeah. What is the reason? What is the reason that he has to be Clark Kent? He's been gone for six years. Superman, could could show up again. Why does he get his job back? Why doesn't anybody go, hmm, that's really weird that Superman and Clark Kent returned to my life the same yeah. fucking day <laughs> after six years of being gone? Because at this time in the, in the world, nobody wanted to make uh, a Superman movie without Clark Kent. Luckily, but they did. Because <laughs> Clark Kent basically doesn't exist in this film. Like... The thing that the thing that I like about the movie is that they decided to make a domestic drama with Superman. They decided to make a movie about super. The movie's about Superman having a kid. That's what the fucking movie is about. Right. Clark Kent. There's also you don't watch the movie and get any sense that Clark Kent has a kid, for instance. Like there's no like it doesn't he doesn't need to be. The, and the movie is so much more interested in the part of Superman that's like an alien who came to Earth and like can't really be a man, but like a human anyway. But like, it's just, and then every scene that Clark is in, like nothing, ha I swear to God, nothing happens in a single scene that Clark is in that is relevant to the movie. Maybe this is a problem for Superman in general is that Clark Kent needs to be so ineffectual to contrast with Superman that it's basically cinematic suicide to put him in your movie because it's just like nothing can happen when this character's on screen. Like he 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 just kills um, Clark Kent just kills movies. Um damn. Although I don't know. It's like such and and there was no reason for him to be here. It should just be 
Superman's been gone a long time and he's back now. And what are what's what are the implications of that? What has he missed? Like what happened while he was gone? What is he gonna figure out over the course of this? It's ugh. anyway. There's only one person that disagrees with you, and it is Jimmy Olsen, who loves Clark. So. <laughs> but he loves. I know they. And why is, again, it just goes to show that is that is one problem, one of many problems with movies that are think that they're destined to be sequels because there's no yeah. reason for Jimmy Olsen to be in this movie. Like, who is the guy? Who is that actor? Wasn't he Jungle to Jungle or was he? Just, yes. Was he just, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I recognize him. Mimi Siku. Yeah. De- Detroit Rock City. <laughs> Roughly yes, translated okay. means cat piss. <laughs> yeah when i first saw him i was like oh paul dano and i was like oh no not no. Paul dano. but who no, is but that? he He's is probably considered he is probably yeah. a proto paul dano the oh, proto yeah. dano like paul dano sort of rose sort of from the ashes of sam yeah. huntington's career all the hollywood genetic experiments yeah exactly <laughs> paul dano was the next one right we have perfected the Dano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, it's like with uh, Jamie Presley and Margot Robbie. They've just pulled from the same lo- line of clones. Exactly. Just, you know, honed it each decade. Exactly. Um, Anyways. Okay. Well, I, I, I could, there's, a, there's something else that I thought was interesting about this movie. Well, real quick, on what Kit said, I do agree um, that if you're not going to make it comedic kind of like they did in, and it doesn't have to be like become a comedy or become really quippy or silly. But uh, if you're not going to have Clark be sort of a humorously goofy, you know, not uh, counter to who Superman is. So the audience can kind of be in on this, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's funny. Like Lois thinks he's such a piece of crap, but then, you know, she loves Superman. Like, well, they kind of do. Like, like it, a little bit, but like, but in this, it's almost like she's just very dismissive of him and like she doesn't even think of Clark Kent or something. I think, Which, and, I, I think this movie wants to be a bit more. Uh, uh, I think this movie, again, it's made by somebody who loves Superman, but is also making a movie in 2006. So it's like, I think he's trying to ride that line where all that kind of goofy, sort of Richard Lestery stuff hmm. is put on the sidelines and it's right. more of like a, but like there is, there are shots where it's like, Oh, look how, look how what a fucking oaf Clark Kent is. Um, and that's, that's why, what I don't like is like, I think the, this movie, I think made the right move of being like, we're going to not be goofy about this. Like we're going to mm-hmm. treat this in a pretty grounded way, but then there are still, moments where you're reminded like particularly like when they're in the editor's office and I'm like oh yeah this is trying to kind of hit the same tone yeah as the original movie and where people say things like oh god I can barely I feel bile rising in my throat as I try to quote this line but when they're like it's a bird it's a plane which is annoying because that was a funny bit when they show like Jimmy Olsen's photograph of Superman <laughs> compared to the one the kid <laughs> right, took. Right. And, but then they ruin it with that fucking lot. Like they're like, it's so stupid. And, and like I say, the parts that are just like, that treat the fact that like, <laughs> like that are the parts that are about a woman who had a child with Superman and then he left her and they can't be together and he can't raise his kid. 
there's your damn movie. Like, just yeah. <laughs> like, why all the other, like, why is Jimmy Olsen in this fucking film? Just because he's a fucking super, just because there was going to be another one and they yeah, <laughs> needed to I, introduce Jimmy Olsen. I think, yeah, I think the issue, I think you're right. I think that is the most interesting thing in the movie. I think the problem is, is that you can't make that movie. Because nobody wants to see it except for you. Right. Nobody uh, wanted make, to see this one, so they might as well. I agree. They failed anyway. I'm just saying that like somebody was like, "Oh, that's interesting. And Let's put that in the movie." But they and they, they shouldn't people, have. People do want to see that because that's basically. I mean, in a sense, that's what Nolan's Batman premise was. Nolan's Batman premise was like, "We're not going to make it like the Tim Burton movies. We're not going to make it like Batman '66. We're going to take Batman seriously. What if Batman existed?" and this movie kind of almost sort of does that. Does it? <laughs> I think it does. Hey, I think okay. what? Batman Begins was before this, right? Yes. Yes, one okay. year. 2005, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I hadn't even thought about that. It doesn't do it in the same way, but I do Comic think, thing. like, I think just the very premise of, like, like, Lois Lane got pregnant by Superman, that's yeah. kind of a Batman okay. Begins take on <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, they could have fully yeah. cut any of the Clark stuff out, probably trimmed a good 15 minutes out of the movie and uh, just. And had you it, still had can have action more. sequences like you can still have like sure. scenes. I like the scenes where he's just going around saving people like that sequence that's the was, best, was fun. That's the best part of the movie where he has to go back to Metropolis and just like very quickly saves like 10,000 people like that's that's fun that's cool superman stuff and yeah and it 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 was it's cool in part it also i I think it addresses what should be the theme of the movie which is like he's been gone for a long time like do people remember him i was wondering when he was like when he's saving the plane um i was like is he purposefully doing this in the most impressive way like there's a part when it's crashing to the ground and he's just kind of like ripping off one wing at a time or whatever like Mm -hmm. i was not sure if he was purposely but it's like it seems like he I was like, is he doing this? First of all, he's taking as long as possible because he's mad at Lois for writing that article. And two, because it's like, oh, this will be I'll, this is a good way to come back <laughs> to, you know, to to Earth with a bang, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an interesting idea that like Superman has to be famous in order for what he's trying to accomplish to work. Like no. it's he can't just save people. He can't he can't be Batman. He can't like, you know, the lesson of Batman Begins and Dark Knight is basically that Batman is kind of has to be a villain on some level. Um, like Superman has to have everyone know he's there doing stuff in order to meet Jor-El's, you know, goal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, man. We're have this is a this is a difficult one. I have so many notes. I think it's funny, like we've been kind of alluding to it, but it's really like Mike was saying too. It's like very fun to watch a movie from two thousand six, which was like I guess because that's like the time period in your life where you're like this things will always be like this, and like you know I I was eighteen and it's like okay we were and in 2006 we were just like cal pen is here to stay like it's like, <laughs> ca- like but they the gave him people- one line they gave him one <laughs> i know line. i didn't remember the what the one was i was like it's, it's, it's did you want to know what it is okay it's i know wow 
I was yeah. like, did Lex have a famously mute sidekick? But it's like the 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 graveyard of people from this film includes Kevin Spacey, Brian Singer, Cal Penn, Sam Huntington, Kate Bosworth, and Brandon Routh. Like that's all. Like all of the principals are people who, like, will never make a movie again. It's um, as if I feel like I feel like the only person to survive this is is James Marsden, and only because he's not really like a leading man. Like he just kind of, well, he's always, he's, he's doing exactly what James Marsden was put on this earth to do, which is to play the guy the that the girl does not want in spite of the fact that he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> imagine like, imagine being cucked and then imagine being cucked by fucking <laughs> Superman. I, that's what I said the whole time. I was like, but I was kind of like, you know, he, you're cucking yourself, man. Like, stop. <laughs> like, man. Well, I tell you what, my, one of my notes is Richard rules in all caps. Like that I, dude is so great. He's the hero. He's the hero of the movie. In my opinion. Yes, he does. But, but Cause I here's, think the, the movie knows. I think the movie knows too, but I'm just saying like there like um there's that scene where Superman l- lands on the the kryptonite thing mm-hmm. and then gets his ass kicked. And then try- there's a part where he tries to like run away cuz he realizes he doesn't have his superpowers anymore. Mm-hmm. You know who doesn't run away? Fucking Richard, man. <laughs> At no Richard point stays. Richard fucking rules. Richard flies I- in an airplane into a hurricane <laughs> to save his wife. And child, and then comes back to save the man who's fucking his wife or fucking. Yeah, his wife. I don't. That's where I was like, sir, you're anyway. But <laughs> I I, actually, okay. The part. I have, where, yeah, go ahead. You so Kit, you had your plan to fix the movie. Here's mm-hmm. the one I just thought of. Just have it be Richard's story. Richard spinoff. Richard like, spinoff. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. I don't even <laughs> know Superman's what his last. Not even in it. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't even. I don't even know what his last name is, but I assume it's Lane. So we'll call him Richard Lane, <laughs> and it'll just be about Dig him. Lane. Yeah, so he maybe he forms a taste for saving people in his airplane, but, but he can there you go. But he can only save people by water because his, his next got, his the sequel is a jungle adventure with uh, Brandon Fraser or Brennan Fraser. Yeah, we would watch uh, that. And Richard? James Marsden. Oh, we would definitely watch that. Super fun. Oh, it'd be great. Um, I I th- <laughs> I loved the part where. Well, first of all, the part where they're trapped in the galley in the pantry or whatever was harrowing. Like I was very. Yeah, that was scary. very scary. But and when he's he, like he's like holding her yeah, and the kid. Yeah, and you're kid. thinking, and I mean, I mean, to the filmmaking's credit and to James Marsden's credit, you're like very like I feel like I understand what this man is thinking right now and what a horrible situation. But then yeah. when Superman comes to get them, and he says, "Do you do you?" He says, "Like, do you have them?" Like, and it's I that that's the kind of those are the kinds of moments where I'm like, this movie could have not had Clark Kent in it. Like they. There was enough movie here for them to not do any of the like dumbass, like goofy Superman shit. Like, mm-hmm. because that scene where like he's holding Lois exactly like Superman holds Lois when they're flying, and then Superman's holding him. But like he is the Superman to those two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Superman is, you know, giving him a hand. But it's like those kinds of images were very. I sort of like, laughed. Yeah. When the the door flips shut and like just smacks Lois in the face and she goes. Yeah. And, <laughs> sort but, of funny. But, but it's also just like I feel like on also like that would happen like that. Sure. Yeah. That's the kind. Yeah. It was. Um, I although like, it was weird that they couldn't, like the water was rising, but they were at no risk of being 
I guess the ship would have created some sort of bubble to pull them under. Uh, that, well, I, but isn't that scarier? Yeah. That they're going down and they might live. Like he might just tread water until. No, he can't I meant anymore? when the door was still open and they weren't really trapped. It was like mm-hmm. the, the water would naturally have just lifted them up out of the ship. But I'm sure as it went down, it would also have created some sort of. Yeah, I think way under the surface. Why don't you try it, Mike? See what. All right. I'm not <laughs> see afraid. What, see what happens. Um, um, tear a boat in half and drown. Uh, sink yeah. It with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's a with with that scene and then and then with Superman getting his uh, ass kicked. There's a weird kind of. I feel like the movie mostly doesn't feel that perilous. Like it it it's mostly very light. And then there's just like a few moments where it's like, oh, Superman has a shiv broken off inside of him. Oh, uh, yeah. God, or, I love that shit. Well, that was a <laughs> yeah. problem or, I had. It's brutal. I love it. The What's the sorry? I can't tell if you, you were... if you actually love it or not. No, it I love like it. So- That's my favorite scene in the movie is like Superman getting his ass kicked. In, even though I hated it in the last one. I like it in this one. I wish. Oh, was... you actually like it. I love it. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, this that's very uh, this very unkit of you. I feel like no. you would have hated it. I hate. I mean, I hate that it's happening like emotionally. Okay. It's, I hate it. I hate watching. I mean, it is. It's funny because it is similar. It is. It is an old man beating up a two hundred twenty five pound <laughs> six foot four guy in his twenties, but there's a more satisfying reason for it this time and he's so like broken oh andrew it's been driving me fucking crazy and i hope you can help me but when he i love how he falls off of that island like oh yeah the little he does like a little thing with his hand where he's like like that (laughs) and i'm like i die like it's great and uh-huh. then and it's kind of silent and he kind of just like silently trips backwards and falls. And then there's the shot of him. And I'm like, I know that I've seen this exact thing in another thing. Like someone oh fall like that. Someone f- in silence falling off of a thing. And they kind of have like almost like a weird, like serene look on their face. And Is it last to the Mohicans? No. OK, because that does happen. The sister. I mean, no. she more yeah. or less commits. But it it's a scary. man. It's a. It's probably a man falling. It's probably a hero. But like I have, I can't think of what it is, and it's been driving me insane. But where, yeah, it's just like a silent fall. Um, and he gets two of them in this movie. And they're both great. I love a silent fall. Um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, you just. I just really. Um, I don't. I. That's the only way you. <sighs> Kryptonite's the only thing that can make you care about Superman. You know what I mean? Like, nothing, yeah, nothing hurts him. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the like Superman two could have done it if they'd let him n- not have his powers for a while, maybe. But they wouldn't do that. But like, this movie, I think, got as close as you can possibly get to, like, really making you worried about Superman. Like, they have the, like you say, the shiv broken up off in him. They have, like, an entire island made of kryptonite that he has to, like, lift into space. Like, all that stuff. It's, like, it's insane. But, like, they did make me believe, like, Superman is in trouble here. <laughs> like, and 
I like seeing that. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, set it, it, it definitely sets up the last few moments of that whole sequence. Like you, there's, there's the stakes are extremely high. Like if, if you're in a situation where Superman can die, then that's when the stakes are at their absolute highest. Yeah, and I love I love him like going to a hospital. Like it's straight it's bizarre, but and then mm-hmm. I hate I hate how they undercut it. I hate there's a couple of things in that sequence that I have to complain about, but otherwise I'm like I, I love it. I I th- that's like the best thing. Like his his costume being like just sitting in that corner, like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um the kid like just like hopping up and giving him a kiss and running out of the room. I'm like, oh my god. Um, but there's two things like one is that they do all this work to have this sequence that like makes me very sad about Superman. And then they immediately undercut it by having that joke. He- they cut to that joke headline like oh, after Superman's the scene dead? in that. Yeah. After the scene yeah. in that hospital room, yeah. they show you that and then have someone go, that's a bit morbid in it. And it's like, why? Did you, you did all this work to make me worried that Superman was dead, and then you did a joke to let me know that he's not? Like, what the fuck? And then also, there's a shot, one shot when they're, like, intubating him and stuff, where they they do fakes, like, slow-mo. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. So, you know, in, when they're, like, actually, like, trying there i love the part where they shock him and and it lights the fucking thing on yeah. fire that rule oh yeah but that whole that whole sequence where they're trying to save his life there's the shot where like he, i think his heart rate doesn't come back like they realize he's in a coma or something and they take them they take the oxygen mask thingy off of him mm-hmm. it's slow-mo for that one shot it wow. looks like shit. And then what I realized possibly is that it's a reverse shot as well. But I think they oh. used the shot of them putting the mask on him and then they were like, well, we didn't see him take it off. So they like did slow reverse slow-mo shot. And it's horrible. And I'm just like, this movie costs like two hundred million dollars. <laughs> like yeah, speaking of confusing shots, they must just not have had footage. So there's the part where Lois dives in to pull Superman back and then Dick jumps in i guess richard jumps in and he, he, so then they're both pulling superman back to the plane out of the water and like they're not quite back to the plane yet and then you see the plane start mm-hmm. and then it cuts to james marsden in the pilot seat and i was really confused for a second because it was like they hadn't we hadn't really seen them get back to the plane and nothing else was cut like in kind of like non-chronological you know they weren't skipping time at any point um it's because so yeah. they couldn't show you because there's no way they could have gotten his body onto that plane. Sure. You know what I mean? But even just like show him like touching down and touching. Because I was like, sure. oh, something's I, starting the plane. I'll like tell the kids started the plane. It stood out to me as well. It yeah, stood I, out to me enough to make me go, oh, they did that because they couldn't yeah, I, I show you well. dragging him onto the plane. Right. It was weird. I also like that you gave the character a nickname that he has I never know. has no in one the movie. Calls him Dick. <laughs> yes. Dick. Uh, I yeah, think that's great. Well, I think his uh, let me look up his last name. I remember thinking at one point, I think his name is Dick White, which I thought was funny. Also, lugubrious, uh, which I used earlier. It means sorrowful, which I kind of meant slow and sad. So I think that mm-hmm. works. Sure. Let's see here. I'm, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> um, Superman. As much as I think you're right about Lex Luthor's plan, like not really having anything to do with the main plot of the movie. Um I do like that he 
feels more like a capable supervillain. Yeah. Is that well? Is yeah. that fair to say? Okay. Oh yeah. It, I, like it I feels think, like I, his idea. Like his. It feels like when they made this movie, and that's what I mean. Uh, I know I've said this a couple of times, but just like about how this this is made by somebody who actually cares about the source material and is actually kind of like thinking through the mythology of Superman. Like, hmm, how could a dude, just a regular dude, beat Superman? Uh, you, you know, he can't just, you can't just go, he can't just go steal a bunch of kryptonite. He's got to hide that in a bunch of other crime. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I, like I thought that was really smart. Um, anyway, just stuff, stuff like that. I thought was, uh, something that we didn't really get from Gene. Hackman. Yeah. I think if the movie was more on the silly side, it would have been even better for Kevin Spacey. Cause like, obviously Kevin Spacey can be like a scary villain. Like he can yeah. do, like he can do that. Um, and he, I think he did a good job. I think it was weird though that we had this whole opening that is like looks basically exactly like a like the old Superman movies, like the font and everything. Um, oh yeah. And then the first thing you cut to after that credit sequence, it basically looks like Wayne Manor, and it like it, it oh, was yeah. very Batmany. <laughs> so I was like, what? I and then I realized, oh yeah, this is Lex. I mean, that's a very. That was such weird. a goofy, like, comic booky, jokey yeah. opening to a movie. You're right. You're totally right. And that VO was like very, like, just the the, the actress they chose too was just very. Yeah. It was yeah. It was very strange. It felt like a, a t- TV or something. Well, I mean, that is the plot of the producers. Basically, I think is that Bialy has sex with old ladies in order to get his. They do. Play they finance. do. Yeah, and they do. <laughs> they really do like drill down on the joke too like it's very yeah. clear that he was like fucking this old lady well and it's funny because like it felt almost like Barry Sonnenfeldy when he like throws the kid his wig yes and then I loved the scene on the the scene on the yacht where she sees this pile of wigs like mm-hmm. and then she realizes whose yacht she's on and I'm like yeah. that's great does it work in this movie not at all but yeah. okay it's funny that scene, I texted Andrew. Yeah. So a woman and her young boy it's insane. are on a boat. Uh, and then Kevin Spacey steps out in a bathrobe and looks at her and like looks at the kid. And he's like, we're not turning this boat around. We're going to my <laughs> island. So I told Andrew, I was like, you realize that tomorrow we are going to talk for like two hours about Kevin Spacey, Jeffrey Epstein and like, you know, we're and Brian Singer and, stuff. and Brian. Oh, that's what, yeah, Brian very, that's what I said. My joke. I said, I was like, oh, she just realized she's on Brian Singer's yacht. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's also like, Lois is a straight up bad mom. That's crazy. That and then that's yeah. the thing. That was my thought when she said to Richard, we have to go back. He's going to die. And I'm like, your fucking child is on this plane. I know he's a super boy, but like right. you barely got him out of that situation. And now you're going to turn around and go back. That's yeah. crazy. Mm, I actually don't. Agree. I think that it makes sense for her to go back. I think. I think she's. I think it's a, It's it's well enough established, knowing because she knows Lex Luthor's plan. She knows he's going to kill billions of people. She knows that her son probably has super genes, and that her and her husband are actually pretty, like insignificant in 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 the face of this like giant world killing plot. 
So I think I think they I think they set it up perfectly fine for her to go okay, back. Okay, what about the part where the whole scene where she's using her child as a human shield between her and Lex Luthor, like the way that she's holding on her lap, and like when he comes up and like her when he's like putting the kryptonite in the kid's face, and it almost looks like he's gonna hit him on the like he fakes hitting him with it, and Kate Bosworth doesn't fucking flinch in that <laughs> in that scene or say anything. It's like well, didn't so- say she was a good mom. <laughs> also, with regard to that scene, mm-hmm. why w- imagine now? Okay, do you know that that's Superman's kid the whole movie? Yes, but if they didn't, ab- they they really tell you right before the kid throws a piano at a guy. You know, Wh- like we why? know that the kid's Superman's kid. We don't know that he has superpowers and still he throws the piano, but they have Lex approach him with kryptonite as if to say huh is this gonna affect like is this a super baby like you know what i mean in addition to being (laughs) superman's child does he have superman's powers and then 30 seconds later there they have like a surprise where the piano hits the guy and it's like well imagine if you didn't have a scene right before this where you told us he has superman's powers yeah fucking why that scene was meant to tell you he doesn't because he's not affected by kryptonite, right? I don't that... think so because I think the, he does look affected by kryptonite. I don't know what's he going looked, on. No, he, he looked, looked uncomfortable. He looked uncomfortable he like because there's a weirdo yeah. with a big green rock coming towards him, but he didn't. Yeah. He wasn't. He did not look ill. Uh, See, or... this is this is. It didn't seem like it was decided by him waving the kryptonite, like. But it made me think, like, oh yeah, like this is probably you know because you were thinking it throughout the movie. But like it certainly would have brought to audiences minds like it's like, oh, this could be Superman's kid and he could have superpowers. Yeah, he could have super. He might have superpowers. Right. Mm -hmm. So it it didn't have superpowers like it didn't like indicate like, okay, he for sure is a super baby because we could see like his skin crackling when the kryptonite gets gross, you know, whatever. I think uh, you need I think maybe you needed it for the moment later when Lex Luthor's like, oh, we have to get off this boat because he like maybe that's. Like it's he's maybe it's just sort of connecting the dots that like, oh, Lex Luthor has a suspicion. Yeah, that that could be true. That could be true. That could be why they put that there. Now, do I agree that you need that? No, no, I I think we could. I think think Kevin Spacey could act Lex Luthor putting that together when he hears that the baby threw a piano at a guy. But you're, you're probably right that that was like, oh, we need to somehow plant the seed in Lex's mind that this could be Superman's kid. But see, then wouldn't that be more effective if super if if Lex didn't already think to even test that he had his powers? You know what I mean? Like it could still be like he could still be taunting Lois about whether that's Superman's kid, but not mm-hmm. be thinking. And obviously he wasn't really thinking that he had Superman's powers because he just left to them alone, like left him on his boat. So anyway, that's probably correct. That's how they were thinking, but it's still dumb. In the, in the Superman lore, where does Supergirl come from? Is she also from the same planet? Or yeah, she's uh, birthed from she, his head. No, like Athena. Oh, okay. she's not. She's his cousin. And her basically it's the, it's the same thing. Her parents got or somebody got her on a on a life thing a lifeboat she's actually older she's a teenager when she leaves krypton um but it takes her longer to get to earth um and then so she gets there and she's you know in her teens and uh 
then she's raised by the Kents too, I think. I think okay. Superman has already been around for a while. So I think he like helps her become Supergirl essentially. And okay. then they have like a, kind him... of a brother sister sort of relationship. Okay. Is there a Superboy then? Like are there, is there like Superman's kid? Is that from any of the other comics? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's. Well, yeah. Because because somewhere. of the, because they've done everything in comic books, I'm sure that right. exists somewhere. Um, yeah, mostly it's just Supergirl and then Crypto, his super dog, is a thing. Is a dog? Crypto, the super mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. I didn't know about that. And I don't know. I don't know Crypto's backstory. Um, I just know that yeah, he exists. Um, yeah, I, I don't. That movie. Yeah, there are other. There are. I think it's called Airbud. Yeah. <laughs> or underdog, I guess there's that. Yeah. So yeah, there there are other super people who are related to him from like the future in okay. in the DC comics lore. Like there's like Superman three thousand or some shit. I don't know. I haven't read all this stuff. I haven't read much Superman. Right. Yeah, I just didn't know. General. That Anyways, reminded what else we got. That reminded me for some reason. So like another thing that the movie does that I think is an interesting like grounded take on like what are the realities of Superman's existence was when Kate Bosworth leaves the hospital and she passes Martha in the crowd because Martha can't like every Martha can't go be with her son. Right. Like as he's done. And I was like, God, yeah, that's, that's very, a heartbreaking that's thing to think about. I also thought it was very funny that they're like, well, Marlon Brando's dead. So who do we get to be? the like you know old person in this this the superman parental figure in this movie and they're like what about his co-star from on the waterfront i didn't know who that i had no idea that that's who that was what's her name ava maria ava marie saint that's ava marie saint yeah wow that's crazy i've never seen on the waterfront but they were just like we need a marlon brando adjacent person for this Speaking of Marlon Brando, I will say it was like it was a very I remember it being a big deal that they were able to like put him in this movie Um, just because I think like only half those lines are lines he ever spoke. But they do a good they do a good thing, I think, by kind of obstructing how you see him. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, it's way, way cooler. Yeah, I agree. It looks so much better. And like you, you so you you because he's got the same. I guarantee you, he's got the same plastic video yeah, game. Yeah, you can kind of tell. Yeah, but it's but it's they're doing their best to kind of like actually make it part of the environment and look real. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought that that was a super cool thing, and it doesn't feel like hubris, right? It no. feels like oh, we're trying to do something very cool using very very new technology that we barely understand in order to like make the movie better versus and show it, off what we can do it justifies like it reminds, itself because of it rem- the way that it comes back at the end because fatherhood is like the point of the movie yeah and when he says those lines to his kid like i didn't even like superman 2 and i'm still like oh that's so uh. <laughs> but it reminds me of uh in rogue one they have uh, Grand Moff Tarkin is in the movie, so they yeah. like re- they recreate Peter Cushing, and I remember and like I remember thinking like while watching that movie, it's like you know this is this is good enough to where if you put him in like the little hologram, hologram. or something, mm-hmm. 
do if you did something like that or like even that first scene where you see him and it's like oh his back is turned to camera but you can just kind of make out peter cushing's yep. face in the reflection that works really well and then he turns around like, and it's oh, like it's the polar express is here yeah so it doesn't it doesn't like the idea of doing that or even like even like the end of that movie i know you haven't seen this movie mike so um but at the end of that movie uh leia it's yeah. like just leave her freaking hood I, over her I face know. or don't That's, even have her turn around you get she has an iconic outfit and hairstyle like why do why i don't i don't mind yeah sure that would work too but i don't mind like the little bit I don't mind when an effect doesn't necessarily hold up if it's not like it's if I can't if I don't feel like there's like 40 technicians off camera jacking off. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like, oh, they're so they're so proud of their own work that they would need to show us, even though it would be better for the movie if they didn't. Right. Exactly. And it's like, that's what guess it what, guys, you still haven't nailed it. I know that that's not Carrie Fisher. Mm hmm. So, yeah, and I think that's something that's admirable about this movie. And I, I do also think that this movie is so sort of the antithesis of what we expected from this kind of movie, even in 2006. Like, mm -hmm. it's not really much of an action movie. Right? No. Like, it's it's very different from, I think, a lot of the comic book movies that came before and have come out since, that's for sure. That's why I like it, I think. Um, so it's like, there's something, there's something interesting to it. Uh, like Superman never throws a punch. Uh, it's, but also it's failure is kind of the reason why Superman does so much punching now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's what, but like the things that you're complaining about, like Clark Kent having no place in this movie. Well, guess what? Zack Snyder figured yeah. that out. So, I mean, no spoilers. I guess he is. I, a I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying like, you know, um, yeah, I won't say anything else. But like there's there's so many things that you've said in this episode that's like and I don't necessarily think that makes Man of Steel good. I'm just saying that like there was like an un like, you know, I think they greenlit this movie thinking that people loved the Superman movies more than I think they understood, <laughs> more than people yeah. actually did. Yeah. And then it was like oh, we have to actually rebuild. After this movie, it was like, oh, we have to, if we're going to ever make another Superman movie, we have to do something completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also interesting you saying that it, it comes from, it, it feels like the kind of somewhere in the same vein as the Nolan Batman movies because like the Man of Steel is produced by Christopher Nolan and you can mm -hmm. totally tell that they're absolutely trying to like, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk more next week. But um, mm -hmm. it is it is interesting that this movie is is you know for for every bit as much as it's trying to do something you know that had already been done and do it in a new way and and do something different with the with the sort of like domestic drama and then just absolutely failing to captivate anybody <laughs> and mm -hmm. thus giving us you know basically what dc movies look like now what was the reception of this andrew or either do you, do you remember like yes were, it was a pretty big hit mediocre people... mediocre okay okay so mediocre. Kind of middling. yeah it's very it's it is it is it is it is most by and large it is it is considered a, a boring movie where nothing happens 
Okay. But yeah. like for Ain't It Cool News or for like the kind of nerd culture of that time. I think it's the same. It, I think it's the same thing. They kind of met it with like uh, kind I think of a people I think his uh, like Brandon Routh, I think, got basically positive reviews from everyone except Ebert, which oh, I yeah. guess means he didn't get positive reviews. But um, like they're like he's doing a really good job of channeling of Christopher Reeve, I guess, like taking over from that. Um, but yeah, that it's like a boring movie. Yeah, yeah, but I, I remember there was just like a lot of stuff that I think too that like maybe the world was too cynical for this movie when it came out because like There's I remember a lot of nine eleven y stuff in the yeah. movie. But I remember like when he like even uh we were sitting around in one of our friends' kitchens when they first posted the first photo of, of Brandon Routh in costume. And like the first thing we I mean, we all made fun of his snakeskin boots and uh his dick, like that was a big thing. Like his, like Brandon Routh's dick was, they had to use digital effects to hide the size of his dick and they still failed to do that. Um, <laughs> so, so I just strange. Feel why do they, I don't understand that because why do they think we don't want Superman to have a penis? I don't know. I don't really want to. I mean, like, I don't. I was wondering that about the, about the Christopher Reeve Superman too. I'm like, I mean, this man has a penis, right? I mean, He's from Krypton, whatever. I don't know what they do there, but that's the Not other only thing. Yeah. Does he have a penis? He has a super penis. So Right. Well, we want to see that. More than more than I'm the not saying penis. that he should have like a distracting <laughs> schlong the whole time, but like give him a cod piece or something to like let us know like this costume is accommodating genitalia. Like do what instead they did of in, the uh, weird like Kendall thing that they they should do uh what they did for tom cruise and magnolia where it's just like he's yeah. just stuffed like socks yeah. in it or whatever yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah again i think that is a thing where it's like we're trying to do something like we did it in 19 the 1970s and um and then immediately after this movie's made they figure out that like oh we need to do something different with yeah. superman's dick what do they do differently Put a cod piece in. Oh, okay. In Man of Steel, I, man. and remove and they remove the, the and they <laughs> remove the the underwear from his suit. Like yes, that's... they should have talked to me. So, Although I will say, I liked this costume, and I think they made the the underwear I look fine. I hated it. I, I like it, was it so bad. Oh <laughs> I like it. I think they made the underwear make sense. I wasn't thinking look, the whole time. Oh, he's in bright wear, bright red underwear. I was really because like, I thought he was like, just yeah. in sec. I thought he was in sexier underwear. No, like to me it just... looked well. There, maybe that was it. But to me, <laughs> to me, it, it looks. I liked the muted like color. I thought it looked. I think he looked great. It was also oh, strange. I also Kit. thought it was weird because like he, it didn't seem like he was getting any muscle help from the suit. Do you know what I mean? Like the suit just actually looked like it was on his body as opposed to like. Like now, you would never have like a superhero suit that wasn't like sculpted. Or I mean, even before this, like with bat with like Batman and stuff, like that has like muscles built into it. But this looked like it was basically like his body. I don't yeah. know if it was. I'm just saying that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look like uh, the big puffy fake muscle type stuff. Or yeah, sure. So I want to just for the listeners. Uh, when Kit was talking about the costume just now, she looked off into the distance in a very dreamy way, <laughs> and then was moving her shoulders very animatedly. Uh, it was. That's, she was I, a good I, I enjoy this movie, and a big part of what makes it enjoyable is Superman's very beautiful. 
mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and definitely the movie and the movie treats him like he's beautiful as well as like put him in the fucking sun and shit you know i'm expecting him to be trounced in man of steel because that's henry cavill right mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah so but yeah i mean he's a good looking fella in this so. yeah i think he's a very pretty sweet boy i like that about this movie mm-hmm. um i think back to his like pos- virility um does I didn't get the sense at all that Clark was wondering if that was his kid. And I'm kind of wondering why the movie didn't have some aspect of Superman being like, I can't have a kid. I'm from fucking Krypton. You know what I mean? Like, like there could have been some element of like, can Superman even have a child? Like to help kind of keep the mystery going and right. and explain why Brandon Routh doesn't come back to see that Kate Bosworth has. A- it's also so strange because... Like that is, you wouldn't know it, and I and obviously I didn't know it the first time watching this movie. But that is explicitly like that's has to be the child conceived when they had sex in Superman two, right? I thought that's what they were going for, yeah. Yeah, Which is like that's so strange that it's like referring to a specifically a specific evening that in a movie, in another Superman movie, like when he had this. Also, hold up, no, that doesn't make any sense because of the time travel time travel in her memory like she would not oh, have yeah. remembered having sex with superman oh <laughs> what? why don't we get that scene of her giving birth and being like what's what happening the fuck happened? or that could but see they could have used that they could have now it would have been there would have been some horrifying implications i suppose but she, that would have been a way for her to actually believe that that's james marsden's kid i didn't even think about that she, yeah, yeah she was this totally... also this is also super fucked up because it's like <laughs> Superman went and had sex with Lois Lane after he erased her memory. <laughs> so like even after after Superman did the 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 noble the noble thing of uh you know proclaiming that they can't be together and then erasing her memory, he went and fucked her anyway? No, they he did that before he erased her memory, right? No, yeah, dude. So how does she know who like how does she know she had sex with Superman? She knows she has. Sex. Think, oh, you're saying you're saying that in the case of Superman Returns, if she, she would, I'm saying she. It means, I gotcha. That means she had sex with him after he did that to her. I see what you're saying. I, don't know, dude, I think it's is, just not canon compliant because it also doesn't make no, sense. It's not. It's not. It doesn't I'm make sure. sense for Lois to be so mad at him for leaving if he actually kind of like erased her memory. So right. No, you're right. Well, um, okay. I have a question though. So like they were re- so there's Superman seventy eight. There's Superman 2, the theatrical cut, and then there's the 2006 Donner cut. Yep. So does the theatrical cut end in such a way where this would not become a plot hole? Yes. Or no. No, it doesn't. So so both the Donner cut and the original theatrical the cut. The same thing. He yeah, he, her, okay. Yeah, he does Because in a way, they're making a sequel to a film, a cut of a film that came out that same year. So they're rehashing Superman 2 and making the sequel to that, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't know. Having not seen Superman 2, I was like, oh, maybe it makes sense going from the theatrical this is just this is comic book stuff. It all gets too confusing and convoluted. I like when she says to her kid, you're going to grow up big and strong like your dad. I like that. And it's like, yeah, oh, I agree. Richard, so Richard is super strong and, and uh, he's a hero. <laughs> um, let's let's do some little stragglers. Let's OK. Just, uh, um, God, my I, whole I, thing is little stragglers. I like that it takes James Marsden less than 24 hours of knowing Clark to be like, uh, is he Superman? <laughs> 
that like Lois doesn't realize, even though they both came back into her life on the same day after same six day, years yeah. of being gone. Um, I like how the guy who sh- the guy who shot Clark, who shot Superman, like when he like in the eye. First of all, that was cool. Second of all, that guy has never heard of Superman, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he also he just shot him with this massive Gatling gun. And he's like, well, I'll try my old pistol. Yeah, <laughs> I, that ought to do it. Can yeah. I tell you guys a quick story about okay. that? Sure. Uh, when we saw, so we saw that movie in the theater and I was sitting next to Jeff and I remember uh, that scene was happening. And then right after the bullet like hits his eyeball, some lady uh, just yells at the top of her lungs. She just goes, <laughs> well, how do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was like so somebody trying to be trying to be cool. Like, cause you know, sometimes occasionally there's one dude who can say mm-hmm. something to the whole theater and everybody loves it. But yeah. like 90% of the time you just want to go get the manager. Mm-hmm. And this lady thought she was that dude. Yeah. Uh, cause nobody wow. laughed. Everybody was just like, yeah. Oh so, God. Like, I would, <laughs> what would you, what if that was you and nobody laughed? <laughs> What would you what? do? That's what? my life. That's, I yeah, that's like, life. I'm dead. Leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> Never um, go to another movie again. I like the scene of them. The scene of them flying together. It's so pretty. I like the idea too of flight being central to their relationship. Like that she's that that she's like with a pilot. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And then she's like, Richard takes me out all the time. And then he says, not like this. I'm like, that's that's the sexiest thing Superman has ever said. That ruled. <laughs> And it actually is like a sweet, like romantic scene that doesn't look insane, like the like the <laughs> in the old movies. Um, let's see, the shot of the kid like real also realizing that he's Superman with like it's like Clark and then the TV with Superman on the screen behind him. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably better than pretending that he doesn't look like. I don't know. I don't know what's better. To just try to roll with the fucking insanity that he doesn't look anything like Superman or well, acknowledge this movie, that he looks exactly like Superman. This, this movie tries to do both and thus it doesn't does. either. So. It does. So it's a problem. Um, oh, I also liked when she said, I forgot how warm you were. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, she thirsty. I like that. Well, like, cool. He's warm. That's cool. Um, I that My note just says... <laughs> On that scene, when it said, I wrote down, I forgot how warm you were. And then I wrote, this is the part that's good. (laughs) I think it's weird that she's winning a Pulitzer Prize for an article about him leaving like six years after he left. That's strange. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's see. It seems like if Superman had come back six months earlier, nothing would have happened. Mm hmm. Um. Why I thought it was strange the moment where like uh, Richard and I think Jimmy Olsen are like trying to figure out like they realize Lois is missing and he's like they say he picked she picked him up from school and then Clark sticks his head in and goes I heard about Lois I'm like why wouldn't the movie show you him realizing Lois is missing do you know what I mean isn't that weird is that just another instance of them needing Clark Kent to just be like ineffectual as fuck that they can't even like wouldn't you want to see the scene where your main hero realizes that the love of his life has like gone missing or something no i don't know okay 
Um, I don't know. I honestly, part of why I have so few notes is I really, I just kind of spaced out for a lot of this movie. I did not space out. I liked when he changed in the elevator shaft. I didn't fully understand how that was working or how his cape is inside his clothes all day. <laughs> but <laughs> That's fucking funny, but actually. when he's flying uh, up and he's just like, pew, pew, and he's like Superman, I was like, that's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, it seems really uncomfortable unless it's like a special <laughs> cape. Um, special fabric. Oh, the worst. The worst thing in this entire movie is her password is Superman. So another thing, she is not a good mother. They try like, <laughs> you know, anyway, her password is Superman. And there's a like a gif of her wagging her finger at you yeah. on her work uh, computer uh, uh. if you get it yeah, wrong. That's exactly uh, what I thought. Uh. <laughs> That's two thousand. Like, what in the hell? That was that was one of the best lines in the movie. They they go in to try to to access it, and they're like, ah, she's using a password. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not required at like the newspaper. Yeah. That you that like, you use that a world famous journalist uses a password on their computer. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm just trying to see. Uh, if I have it. Oh, I loved the shot when he flies through a building. That fucking that was really cool. I when wish there was when when, when he, he flew through a building. Like yeah, he just cool. like flies through an office. That's what that was that was rad. I do yeah. I mean I don't need more action. And then, in this and then, movie, and then the but ball, it was the good. ball kind of falls like right as he like do you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he bursts through and then and then the, the Daily Planet like globe like lands on him right then. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It yeah. The, the action scenes are pretty good pretty good. Like, you know, there's not very many. Um I really thought they should kill James Marsden because I thought it would be like an interesting contrast to see like a man with no powers truly sacrifice something to like save his family and then have I'm sure Superman. I'm sure that's what they were going to do in the next one. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, oh, here's a question I really had. So um, when he's getting beat up by Lex, is he the one? Does he say at one point, I'm still Superman? I, I don't catch that. I don't think so. He guys Lex, though. I'm pretty no. sure when he's getting like kicked and he's like crawling across that thing he's talking to himself he's saying i'm still superman come on get up huh okay uh, like and it and i you damn. couldn't that's actually kind of cool can you please check it out again and tell me if i'm crazy because okay. i swear to god he's like ta- he's like trying to like someone's saying it and, I, and you can't see his mouth so i'm like is is someone taunting him but i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be him and i'm going to watch that scene after this hmm. and see if that's true um it also is nice because I like uh, I like when he's getting beat up and he's still trying to like get up and do something, and it really corrects that horrible scene in Superman two where he just <laughs> immediately crumples and right like when he doesn't have his powers. And I was like, I've started to feel like, well, the right take on Superman is Captain America, like. Agreed. I think like you like that's the only way to play Superman is that, you know, they can both do this all day like that, I think, is where he becomes lovable is if he like won't give up. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of I've, I've, I've read more than one time I have read like there's a great Superman movie out right now and it's called Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. 
Oh, it was so weird after like, I don't remember when exactly this was, but it was like, I think it was, oh yeah, it was after. Once again, they kind of do that whole thing where you're like scared that Superman is going to die and they kind of make you like actually care. And then they cut to like Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett on the beach. And it's like, why are we cutting back to Lex in this moment? And I know it's because there was going to be a fucking sequel, but it makes the movie so much dumber. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. This I think is my last... Um. My, this is my last note. So, you know, there's like the end. I think it's when Superman leaves the hospital or something or they're showing like the night skyline and then it crossfades with um, Lois Lane's house and she's in her like at her desk. And it's when he's going to come and see the kid. The, that crossfade is so fucking long, like of the city fading across her office. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because. Brian Singer realized that the bookshelves in her office line up or, the, or they did this on purpose exactly with like the buildings oh, in probably in the post, cityscape. Yeah. So they're like, Ooh, let's really yeah. milk this crossfade. <laughs> when they're like, well, what's the meaning of that? There's no, that doesn't tell you anything about the story or the character that her bookshelves look like a building. But anyway, that's it. Um, okay, I've got some. I thought it was interesting that, um, well, first, Kitty is actually the biggest hero in this movie because she saves billions of lives by dropping yeah. the crystals. Um, I also thought it was interesting those crystals got left on that thing and then sent into space because that means Superman can never talk to his dad again. Um, so I thought, like, oh, that's kind of an interesting thing about the son becoming the father. Yeah. Sort of. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought that thought that was cool um hang on i, I don't know if the movie knows that that was a good idea that it had but it Maybe. was <laughs> could be true i don't i didn't realize was that like all of the crystals that they had yeah, yeah he goes so like, and they're all gone so they can never go back to the okay which was super fucked up like imagine get like imagine getting i thought there would be more to that like go, going to his yeah. fortress of solitude realizing it had been plundered and then yeah. like kind of like something about not knowing who did, but just like the idea that a human being, the the species I have sought to protect, have dedicated my mm-hmm. life to protecting. I step away for a minute. I come back and they've jacked all my shit. Right. Yeah. Um, well, it's like somebody it's coming also, into your house and stealing your photo albums. It's, yeah. a, it's a problem, though, too, because, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, like, think about the first time I watched this movie. Did I have any fucking clue what that scene meant? Absolutely not. You know what right. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how many people watching that movie even understood, like, oh, this means he can never talk to his father again? <laughs> because the movie just assumes we're all huge fans of Superman 2 <laughs> and Superman 1, you know, in order to even understand that. Yep. Um, I also thought it was really, really cool when he goes up into in, and soaks up the sun for a second before going to... to push the thing that, up into space and then he, when he when he comes back to the clouds and the clouds open up for him i thought that was cool because he's using it. his he's using his heat vision or whatever so it's like yes. oh they evaporate but just like yes. the way the effect I of loved it is th- that whole cool. when he goes to the sun that ruled and then i loved his heat vision underwater i was like that's mm-hmm. fucking cool yeah so there's definitely like a feeling of like okay what can we do with this heat vision yes. so it doesn't look yeah. like just like Stupid. red lines yeah. Yeah, it looks great. I think it's awesome. I love when he's, um, when all the glass is coming down and like he's like, well, I have to save like 500 people, but I have to keep mm-hmm. moving. So he just like starts flying on his back. That's the, 
and just That's like melts thing. all the gas. That, I loved yeah. that part because it was, I totally agree. It was like, I said that to Leo. I was like, compared to like the previous movies, which again, we're in a whole other world of, of digital effects, obviously, but mm-hmm. his powers were so much more integrated with each other and with his being that like he could be flying and he, he didn't have to just like stand there and be like, heat vision now it's like it's all (laughs) like he could just turn and do it it's like god that's so much so much cooler like that whole scene of just the way that everything you could see how one guy could do so much for so many people Uh, in you know 30 seconds it was really cool i i I was one of my notes is like you know i know i know like cg is like a thing that is constantly abused and uh, to the detriment of cinema as a whole but and, and maybe this isn't like a good thing, but uh, it's like, oh, this actually becomes a lot more fun to watch when it looks real. And maybe mm-hmm. it looked real to somebody in 1978, too. I don't know. Um, but it's impossible for me to. I mean, even when I was yeah. a kid, I knew that it looked cheesy. Um, right. So it's it is fun to like see how things can be like just even the ability for Superman to be able to move his head while he uses his heat vision is like a very like a mm-hmm. thing that you you just could not have done um so i think stuff like that is very cool um that said like, it, like it's 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 i mean it's, i think it's it's no secret that you know from 2000 to you know that this is kind of like the dawn of the modern superhero movie is the ability yeah. to actually show what they can do um and maybe that's a problem those are all mine those are all my notes all the little stragglers. All right. Yep. Well, then it is time for our cruise minute. Oh, baby! I have one. Okay. I watched Fallout last night after I watched this. Okay, how'd it go? It was. It's a good movie. Is it? <laughs> it's still you, good. You've got forty more <laughs> seconds. You know. You know what was interesting? Well, to me, because I almost never, I don't really like going to the theater for the most part, and um. I don't usually I'm not like a stickler for like, oh, but how, you got to see this on a big screen like you got or even like a television set, which I don't have. Um, but watching Fallout on like my laptop, I was like, boy, this movie is very IMAXy. Like it, not that oh, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't like hurt your viewing experience watching it on a laptop, but it does make you go man this would be so fun if i could just go watch this in a theater again yeah seeing seeing i remember the first time i saw ghost protocol was in uh an imax screening and i was like by myself which was weird (laughs) and it was like that was the first time i felt like i understood imax like i was like oh this is what it does this is incredible and then they've they've had it in all of them since then on some level and it's funny because I remember when IMAX came out, my mom, we had like a theater pretty close to us and my mom would like take us to see IMAX movies. And the only IMAX movies at the time were like documentaries about whales right. and roller coasters and things like yeah, that. Right. So we would go see those. But it's interesting because the way Fallout uses IMAX is kind of almost similar to a whale movie because like the thing that stood out to me the most i think the thing that made me have the thought like oh yeah i should be seeing this is when is the plane jump scene and particular in particular the part where tom cruise like walks all the way 
to look out the back of the plane and then walks back up to Henry Calvin. I'm like, I'm basically watching a documentary about a guy jumping out of a plane right now. Yep. Like, like the whole point to like really utilize IMAX kind of, or at least as they do it in Mission Impossible movies, is like don't cut and just have him really do the stunt. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking awesome watching because you can, you know, they they release that scene without any of the effects right. added. It's so fun watching that and just being yeah. like, this is so close to the original, to like the final yeah. thing. That is, yeah, it's insane. Um, I had one more note, so I'll just use it as part of my cruise minute. Uh, okay. One thing uh, in relation to Tom Cruise is that they, um, they have a date for him to go shoot in space, which is awesome. And any little piece of information about Tom Cruise going to space is like, that's front page news to me, baby. Uh, <laughs> so October 2021, Tom Cruise is going to be in fucking space shooting a movie. <laughs> I don't care if it's five seconds on the screen in the final movie. That's awesome. Um, Do you also, think he'll look down and see you? I think he's going to look down at us the way Superman looks down <laughs> <laughs> in space. Also, Tom Cruise could have been Superman in a weird universe. Yeah. Um, a very small Superman. No, you know, he'd, he'd be on like four Apple boxes. Um, <laughs> and then the my last thing is that uh, did you catch the 2001 reference, Mike? In Returns? Yes. I did not, no. Uh, in the airplane, when they're when they first go into like the, the stratosphere or whatever and everything starts floating, Lois Lane's oh, floating, there's the pen and she tries pen, to yeah, reach okay. and then they but they turn it a little bit and it's it's the the gravity comes back in and they start slamming against shit so she never gets right. it but i thought that you was i didn't ever, think about that you yeah. guys ever done that pen thing yeah it's cool did they do an actual free fall for that do you think like they took a plane no, up i and... don't think so they did it for <laughs> uh the mummy <laughs> right yeah i guess it would be a lot to ask of a bunch of random extras playing journalists yeah uh, yeah yeah it looked good i thought that effect yeah sure um but yeah, and I don't have a cruise minute other than like you said, I've, I have been seeing little blips in the news or like on Reddit and stuff about Tom Cruise going to space and the filming. I guess, you know, you'd already talked about how they got the whole boat reserved for for filming so everybody could keep from getting, uh, you know, coronavirus. speaking of boats, if I was Lex Luthor, I would have been way happier to have that yacht than my own island. Although it's funny that what Lex re- still wants is an island. Oh, yeah. I've got I got another Okay. I got another cruise thing that just popped up on my news feed. This is actually this is cool for me, you guys. More like know. your cruise feed. Yeah. Uh so Tom Cruise <laughs> was one of the original choices to play Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, he, I've what? seen this. Oh, okay. Keep going. Yeah, so, Do you think yeah, it's I true? I think I think it might be. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't, he didn't, one of the reasons, I, I don't think they got very far in that process. And I think one of the things is that he didn't want to have a helmet on, uh, which makes oh, sense. yes, yes. I wouldn't want to cover up my face if I was Tom Cruise. But um, yeah. apparently they are going to, it, the rumor is that they're going to put him in as an alternate universe Iron Man in the next Doctor Strange movie, which mm-hmm. is so I've seen weird. That. That's what that, isn't it funny how like these, these, comic book movies like they're always like uh when uh when civil war came out uh which was about kind of like collateral damage uh mm-hmm. so did like batman versus superman did the same thing um and then you know now dc is doing all this like these multiple universes or whatever and mm-hmm. so 
that so that's why you can have four Batman and nine Jokers. Yeah. And uh, so now well, Marvel it's like they're just the same thing. They're just that's what the comics have been doing. That's, so that's what the that's what the, the comics movies been are doing just for... being comics now. Yeah. yeah, very strange. Anyway, all that to say, you know that all that's whatever. But the idea of seeing Tom Cruise's Iron Man even for it's... four seconds is kind of cool. It's cool too because it's like Tom Cruise. The one of the things that makes it somewhat believable to me is that Tom Cruise, I think, prefers a cameo some of the time. Like he, he will take yeah. a meaningful cameo in like an Austin Powers or Tro- sure. Tropic Thunder or whatever yeah. over like, well, I don't want to be Iron Man if my face is covered the whole time, but I will play Iron Man very briefly in a. <laughs> I think. In I a think he alternate universe. I think he will do it. Just so people will stop asking him if he will be in a Marvel yeah. movie, yeah. And like, I like, I think the Mummy was kind of part, like, like a halfway answer to that. Like, maybe if I become some sort of like superhero, maybe that's or something, why it was bad. Pe- it's because he was trying to show us that we don't actually want that. We don't actually want it. Yeah, but I don't think. But too few, too few people saw that to get the message across. Yeah. That's why so he's going to do, do this. this now. Yeah. Oh, I do have another cruise minute. What is it? I watched I watched about 20 minutes of Rain Man last night because it was on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a really good movie. It is. Like, I, I think I don't think I've seen it since high school. And I remembered it being kind of like cheesy or schmaltzy or something like that. But um, it made me want to watch. I, you know, I caught it like in the middle. Yeah. It made me want to watch it again. Yeah. I um, watched it like two or three years ago. And yeah, it's, it's good. Um. All right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. But folks. wait, Mike. The listeners want to know. I'm trying to finish the show here. No, dude. The listeners, they got to know what we're going to watch next week. Ah, yes. Thank you. Uh, Well, please join us next week, everybody, for 2013's Man of Steel. I'm finally going to see it. I know. I haven't seen it. I've never seen it. I'm uh, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I feel like this triple has kind of backfired on me a little bit because I was editing... uh, whatever what was the episode whatever the episode was before we watched superman 2 and like i was announcing my triple and i was like yeah and superman 2 is i think maybe the only superman movie that's like actually good oh that um, yeah i listened to that recently that was that's insane i know i'm very and i i felt embarrassed um so and then this movie i i knew that it had a reputation of being boring but i thought maybe like i mean yeah, I don't think it's any secret that Kit carried us um, through this episode more than normal. Um, <laughs> it's just like I have I have page like I have so many notes and I just couldn't read any because it was like none of this is interesting. I'm loving to talk this about. triple. Great. That's great. I am. Superman okay. 2 was like in, insane. Like it was it was so bizarre, like to see was, and talk yeah. about um and funny and weird and then this one this movie i kind of sort of like and like you know um and then man of steel i've been like michael shannon's in it you're good there and i've you know kind of been thinking about watching it for years so and henry cavill's in it so like this is the thing is like there are extremely attractive men being very attractive in all three of these movies so i feel like okay that's that's enough for me anyway. And then they're kind of, they've been interesting to talk about. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about why Superman's like not working. (laughs) Well, I can't wait for next week because Mike and I can finally get some freaking hot broads to look at. Who? Oh, good. I love broads. Amy Adams is in it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams. One of my favorite broads. Diane Lane. 
Very who's, nice. Who's old Wait. now, but still gorgeous. Still Wait a minute. Yeah. Is she, who's she? She's. she's Find out but next she, week. But she's okay. Wonder Woman's mom. Um, I'm going to real quick. Keaton? I'll read. What are you talking about? Diane no, Lane. Diane oh, Lane. Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Sorry, not Diane Keaton. No, Diane Lane is not is not Wonder Woman's mom. Who's Wonder Woman's mom? Uh, She's like on the island of people, right? Yeah, some other lady who kind of looks like Diane Lane and is a famous actress that you'll immediately know. Okay, I'm going to read my closing blurb real okay. quick. Slow motion triple feature was recorded in the cabin of a yacht heading to an undisclosed island with Kevin Spacey. Special thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Hooray for my-